0: Just like you said, you were you were chasing these things, right? You were chasing these approvals, but a lot of the times you're blinded to it because you're like, Man, I've I'm achieving everything I wanted. But there's always a turning point of okay, now my life needs new perspective. For you, what was that moment that was like I I need to refocus myself?
1: Bro, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't want to go to work. It's crazy, like I sold out party, I didn't want to go shopping for the outfit. I didn't want to go get my hair cut to go be there. I didn't want nobody in the DJ booth bothering me. I really didn't even want it. Like, the party sold out. I know it sold out. And to me, it's... And it was going on for a minute, but it's like, ain't this what I love to do? Like, why don't I want to go to work? Why would I rather, you know, sit in the house and play the video game opposed to going to go make, you know, $500 playing music, you know, to a bunch of half-naked girls, a bunch of rich people for two hours? Like, it doesn't, you know, that... That's when I realized, like, yo, this is, is something is something wrong. What is it? What's the problem? This is
0: Sad Boy Radio. Me, What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. And today we got a very special guest. Man, he's an event promoter, DJ, and he, he has a lot of roles. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. I'm Dre Wicked. Um, yeah, like he said, man, a bunch of
1: different things. Uh, jack of all trades, jack of all Dre's.
0: A <laughs> dre of all trades, whatever I don't know. <laughs> so. Where did the wicked come from? I know that's like the basic question, but I like to open with a basic question to you know break the ice. You know, so it,
1: it's it's funny. Directly, the wicked comes from having like a persona, like kind of how Kobe went into the Black Mamba thing, as a, like going into another perspective to get things done. Mm. Um, I had a different DJ name before. Uh, I was attached to working with somebody, and I just kind of like wanted something new, something fresh. I was moving to the city. And the Wicked just hit hard. My first DJ name was Kool-Aid
0: mm-hmm. with
1: two Ds. I kind of had that name from high school. Everybody called me Kool-Aid because I used to put Kool-Aid in my Gatorade bottles. And, you know, instead of it being Gatorade, they'd be like, let me get some of your Gatorade. Cool, get some. It was actually Kool-Aid, and I just refilled them. So I, when I went with my DJ name, it was just that. You know, that's my nickname, DJ Kool-Aid, you know. And uh, like I said, when I moved to the city, you know, getting ready to, you know, work at different clubs, I didn't really like Kool-Aid. I wanted to come up with something different. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a new persona to where I was going to, like, stop being nice and go get the things that I want. And it was I was going to be Wicked. So it was like Wicked hit, you know, Dre Wicked hit hard. Like I said, the DJ thing with the Wicked Wicked, like, everything just fell through. So, you know, that vibe was good for me.
0: Hey, was that when uh, Future came out with Wicked, bro?
1: No, no. Actually, if I could put a year on it, I would say, I don't know. 15, 16. I know your ass was going crazy with that though,
0: right? When Wicked came out? When that Wicked Wicked came out, that definitely has been my DJ intro a few times. That's crazy, bro. I know how Ozone has the the 21st Century Fox, so your ass was definitely using that song. I just want to take what Ozone does and do it myself. That's so cool. So, man, I think we're just going to really jump into it. And, you know, the the words I used to describe you earlier, you're a promoter, DJ, artist, right? You're also a father. Uh, But that's a different description for you. And they're all totally different roles that you have to play for you as a promoter. I want to talk about the perspective it's given you on life. Right. Because all of these all of these roles you play are going to create a different perspective for you. So to begin, I want to start with the promoter role. What has your perspective on life been? Since becoming one.
1: The promoter perspective that I get or I gain from working that is nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like literally as a promoter, damn near the entire whether you, you be successful or unsuccessful, is completely up in the air until it happens. I could be doing an event and have a thousand RSVPs and have hundred people come. I could be doing an event and have fifty RSVPs and have three hundred and fifty people come. So it's like That is, doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, you know, normally you do a good party, you do a good promo and people come out and survive, but you know, people's monies, people's pandemic, the pandemic or the fact that it's early in the month and everybody's got to pay their bills or, you know, or the economy, like everything plays a part in that. And it's just, it's really weird just thinking that it's that complex.
0: It also gives you the perspective of, this is a lifestyle that you've gained. This is a lifestyle that you're living, right? yeah, you can look at it from the aspect of, as the promoter, you got to make sure that people are coming and that nothing's ever going to be guaranteed. And that's true for most things in life, right? The, the, what they say is the only three things that are guaranteed or only two things guaranteed are death and taxes. It's the only two things you ever got to, you know, are guaranteed in life. You know, I think to the Travis Scott song, Basic as Fuck, Butterfly Effect, where he says, for this life I cannot change. And, you know, that's how a lot of people want to live, especially when you're younger. And I know, you know, we had that discussion that you're a little bit older now, so you've got this different perspective on life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How has that changed for you? You know, coming into the game, you know, six years ago, what have you learned? It's so many different lessons I could dive into, um, but the
1: one lesson I think is the, the most powerful to, the one to remember the most is don't forget where you came from. Mm-hmm. You know, we all start somewhere and we all got a dream or we all got a desire to be at a certain place and you could get lost going where you're going. Uh, You know, in real time, you forget where you were trying to go. You forget what you're trying to be. You forget what you're trying to become. You decide to become something else. So you settle into this position, you know, or something else shiny, you know, catches your attention and you want to chase that and you know all through that it's like if you don't forget where you came from you don't forget where you were trying to go I think it's important for all of us you know not saying don't enjoy anything that become in between or don't enjoy like the vibes that you have or the, the challenges that you might you know run into or obstacles but you know you got into doing something for a reason that's your passion that reason and passion all together you know if you forget that you know, you might fuck around and lose your passion. You might fuck around and, you know, don't want to do or be doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that that's important, coming with age, because I didn't, when I was a shorty, I was doing everything, you know. This gig, that gig, this artist, that, whatever, every, it was all exciting. And, you know, now it's just a different gig, a different artist, a different club, a different debut. It's, it's nothing. It's not that exciting anymore. But if I remember, like, I didn't even come into this for this, you know, then it's cool. It's like, oh, this is just... So I don't got to be working another job or something. You know, I still do what I like to do.
0: you do not going to be busting your ass for a fucking, you know, a basic check.
1: Yeah, basic check. yeah. You know, it's this. It's better. You know, you remember I used to work at a warehouse for $10 an hour mm. to turn around and... it's Yeah, $10 an hour warehouse. You know, like when my son was first born, it's 50, 60 hours a week just to make five $600. 14 five-hour days. I'm missing all of the clubs and everything. You know, trying to be a pop... And you remember that? I remember working at McDonald's. You remember, even going door to door for roofing the side and like, yo, I'm I'm in a club, picking the songs, getting paid 150, 200 dollars an hour, free drinks, and you know, a bunch of craziness around me. You know that I'm sure you've been in a DJ booth. You know how that is. You know it's yeah. it's a great place to be. <laughs> you know they pay me to be there. So
0: you're the person that gets to fucking control the party, bro. So fucking. In what ways do you feel like nightlife has impacted you positively and negatively? Well, before we get into that, right, I want to touch on that lost part. And what moments do you feel like you've been lost?
1: You know, when you're, you're, you're chasing things that you never set out to chase. You know, like, like, for instance, it was a time where being at certain clubs, certain venues, working with certain promotion teams was a goal of mine to get to. And that's great to get there, to be able to, for people to look at you and see you, give you the opportunity to play in front of their crowds and their clubs, venues, whatever. But, like, at what point did I'm, that's all I'm doing. I'm going from, I want to be at this club. When I get to there, I'm like, oh, shit, I want to be there. Oh, shit, I want to be here. Oh, shit, I want to spend only Spanish. Oh, shit, I want to spend only EDM. Like, at what point, that was never where I started with my dream to be you know trying to reach for the approval of all of these different people opposed to just chasing you know what I, I would wanted to chase like I said which you know it was like the mix show DJ and stuff the turntableism and the tricks and the mashups and the like you know that's that side of it is what really turned me on not like oh you're going to be a DJ at 30 different clubs like that never was like a motivation
0: so what do you feel like was the turning point for that right what what created that feeling of needing the acceptance of other people
1: a lot of people may see it or may can't see it and in a, in a dj industry it's, it's really not it's glamorous to some sorts but there are certain levels that a person's um there are certain levels that a that a person's schedule lets you know that they're on as a dj mm-hmm. so if certain clubs book you certain time frame certain time periods, certain events you know all of those determine or help determine how successful you are dj to the people you know that are important not to like you know our fans our supporters that just you know on instagram like the people that matter even to yourself as a dj you want to be like yo if i'm dope i would be here this is where i would be spending at, and you know that's kind of where it came from so if that dj is the dopest or he's doing the crazy thing because he's got these gigs I need to have those type of gigs and that type of schedule in order to be able to be on that plateau with him.
0: And what made you realize this, right? Because just like you said, you were you were chasing these things, right? You were chasing these approvals. But a lot of the times you're blinded to it because you're like, man, I've, I'm achieving everything I wanted. But there's always a turning point of, okay, now my life needs new perspective, just like we were talking about. Now, um, you know, I can I can use a near-death experience as an example, right? When people have near-death experiences, they're like, what's going on with my life? You know, what have I been doing for you? What was that moment that was like, I I need to refocus myself?
1: Bro, I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to go to work. You do not want to go to work? It's crazy. Like, sold out party. I didn't want to go shopping for the outfit. I didn't want to go get my hair cut to go be there. I didn't want nobody in the DJ booth bothering me. I really didn't even want it. Like, the party sold out. I know it sold out. And to me, it's... And it was going on for a minute, but it's like, ain't this what I love to do? Like, why don't I want to go to work? Why would I rather, you know, sit in the house and play the video game opposed to going to go make, you know, $500 playing music, you know, to a bunch of half-naked girls, a bunch of rich people for two hours? Like, it doesn't, you know, that... That's when I realized, like, yo, this is it's something is something wrong. What is it? What's the problem?
0: What steps have you taken to solve that now?
1: I tried to figure out what my purpose was. My 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 purpose, what did I want? What did I want from DJing? What did I want for my career? What kind of money did I want to have? And I started realizing that what I actually wanted wasn't what I was working towards. I wasn't even trying to do what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, like for instance, when you when you're reaching out For new DJ gigs and new residencies, you're not locked in. Like, you know, no matter how good you are, you know, unless you, you know, your brand is super, super duper big to where you're making demands in the DJ industry, which that rarely happens. You know, unless you get there, it's like you put yourself at a detriment in order to go miss gigs to go network. You know, I'm missing money to go show my face in places to show people and things of that nature. And, you know, you're chasing those things. You're not putting yourself in a better financial position. You're not putting yourself in a more solid position with the people that you're working with already if they feel like, you know, you're looking to be other places. And everything that I wanted, none of that goal was being satisfied other than to, oh, I want to DJ there, so I'm going to go DJ there.
0: That's the one thing about life is that you're always chasing something. Once you achieve one thing, you're like, fuck, what's next? What's next? What's next? Humans are never satisfied by What we've already achieved right it's always what can we achieve next and for a long time I definitely had that that problem where I I got the number of views I wanted I got the number of subscribers I wanted I got the interview I wanted but none of that mattered when I knew that okay who's listening to the message though right because every episode has its purpose every episode has the message that's supposed to be behind it Just like I was telling you, Ozone's was look at your life, look at where you want to be and make sure that you value the people along the way. Ours is perspective. Make sure you have that perspective in life, the perspective of what you want, who you want to be around you and also what you want to achieve. Purpose, perspective, pressure let's get back to that question right we kind of went over it in what ways has nightlife impacted you both positively and negatively
1: positively i feel like nightlife gives you um a, a lot of sense of freedom throughout the day you know it's, it's a third shift job in a way so it's like you have the freedom throughout the day to be able to do the things that you need That's also be could be a negative because while everybody is out working you're doing nothing, and then when everyone's partying, you're really supposed to be working, but how can you stay focused in an environment where everybody's doing the exact opposite? Mm -hmm. So that's one way that one thing can positively and negatively impact you. But, um, you know, I think that another positive thing is that when you're out at night, the people that are working are very goal-oriented. And if you go to a lot of offices or jobs or places, You won't find passionate people in regular workplaces as a a career. Most people are just paying bills. Like, you know, like the people that you talk about in interviews, I know them. I know Ozone. and I know uh, Kingy Ness and Drip. Like, those are all people who have put passion in their hearts into their work. They're reaching for something. They're ambitious. They, you know, I don't know if they have all said no to work in regular positions or regular careers, but... To me, it seems like everybody's got their feet forward into trying to be some, become something greater, make themselves better and whatnot. And I feel like that's definitely something that I w- never experienced in McDonald's or a warehouse or nowhere I ever worked, a, a, a health club place where somebody's like, yo, whatever I am, I can be greater than I am, and I'm trying, and I'm doing it my own way. And that's, you know, when you
0: that got that energy around you every time you go out, it's, it's really contagious. Man, you just hit it right on the head and maybe that's why i feel so drawn to it right why a lot of people feel so drawn to these people that we we keep on mentioning because those people have been so passionate just like you said drip drips a goat Inez is a goat all these people have put in the work to make sure that they're in the position they're in and working at regular ass jobs i worked at t-mobile for two years like yeah there's people that are like oh i want to be the top salesman for two months <laughs> and then they're like fuck this job I don't like oh this fucking job oh God, that's how it be. that was me right I was the person that was like this isn't my career this isn't what I want to do because I knew at the end of the day I'm just here to collect the check oh. that's why I love people that do this shit that are creatives because creatives love what they do and they're always going to have a story behind what why they do it you know maybe the stories I just wanted to make more fucking money maybe the story is I didn't have the greatest background growing up, and I needed a way out the hood. Some shit like that, right? Maybe they were fucking rich, and their parents didn't give them love or some shit, so they were like, I'm going to make my parents love me through being fucking famous or some shit. There's
1: so many different reasons, but it's like, yo, the fact that, and, and, and this is my thing, like, the fact that millions of people woke up today, and most of these niggas decided to say, fuck how I feel, fuck me, I'm going to go do some other shit. And we, the ones who decided to do the opposite or do something else. And even the people who go to work and they're like, fuck it, I'm gonna work double and go do what I'm passionate about. Like, you know, I feel like we are chosen few. We are gifted few. And, you know, that that family or brotherhood or, or whatever companionship we have, you I feel like we feel it. I feel like all creators gravitate towards each other. Like, when I walked into the building and I'm, you know, seeing, like a guitarist where I'm watching a hand sanitizer thing be on a, a fucking drum, a drum foot. And, you know, it's like you feel like, yo, everybody's here is, is about doing something. You know, everybody's here is it's on to something extra. Mm-hmm. This is not a place of regularness. This is a place where niggas is really trying to do
0: something here. Have you ever had that thought where it was? I just wasn't I wasn't born to be fucking regular. No, 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 for sure. I feel like, you know, like that's me 100
1: percent. Like, nothing helps me. Nothing about my personality helps me be regular, especially the way I think. And um, and and it's crazy you just said that. Because that's exactly how I feel like, like. I would probably be close to, I don't want to, like, even promote, you know, hurting yourself or nothing. But it would be crazy in my head if I had to repetitively go somewhere I did not want to go, which ultimately leads most people to a life they don't want to live. Like, it's not people who's working hard at work and being able to come home and getting, like, the love and the respect from their family that they should because they've gone too much or, you know, vice versa. Like, it's not enough money because you home too much. Like, you know, it's just—and then being having to go somewhere and put work into—like, that's crazy to me now. Like, for me to go and help somebody else become rich when I had the opportunity or had the opportunity to try for me, it just sounds bad.
0: Man, I always thought about that shit as well. You know, for me— in the summer, I'm a substitute teacher, so in the summer, I don't really got fucking work. Like, I go do some other shit. I do instructing for a podcast program. The idea of going back to work at one of those jobs like T-Mobile, fucking any food place, right, for $16 an hour, that shit was fucking crazy to me. I'm like, I'd rather sit at home and do nothing than fucking go do that shit because it's just unfulfilling. At the end of the day, like, I don't want to be there. And I'm not going to make somebody else's day worse just because I need to pay some bills. You know what I'm saying? Man. For you, you also have this persona, right? You have this persona in Nightlife as Dre Wicked. How have you balanced this persona as well as being the person you are, the you know regular person of Dre? It's
1: not really too difficult of a balance. I mean, the way that I did my work is I, I forced, well, I ain't not forced, but, I brought my personal life into nightlife. So not that first thing being uh, my girl. So most of every male in nightlife, not bringing your significant other into nightlife. Um, me, I did the exact opposite. I brought her everywhere, took her everywhere, you know, and that was the first thing for me. So it's kind of like from right there, my personal life and my regular life joined forces. And then, uh, you know, when she got pregnant, it's kind of turned into every, we're kind of like, I don't want to say like the, the first family of Chicago, but for people who know us, they look to us because people don't do what we do. You don't know, be in a, a relationship where you're expected to be working together and be faithful and, you know, both be, you know, members of that community or industry and be respected. Like, to me, that that's something that, if I even look around in the industry for the time I started to now, that's very, very, very rare. And uh, you know, that was the first thing is is having that that connection to nightlife and home life. Like I said, when she got pregnant, everybody seemed to be wrapped up in it because they're like, yo, you out here working in nightlife and you can really have a baby. Like, just imagine like the girls that she sees every night of a bottle girl, you know, or a, a bartender. You know, like nobody is grabbing bottles from the pregnant girl nobody is 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 want to take shots with the pregnant girl nobody wants to you know have a pregnant DJ Mm -hmm. turning them up and making the baby go crazy because all of the loud music is you know so the fact that you know we were went from you know nothing to something to together something to having the baby and still being something I think that a lot it resonated with a lot of people like yo this is somebody in our industry that's you know has like an actual family or actually life involved with this, mm. opposed to just pulling up to the club and, you know, being. <laughs> being ratchet. Ratchet. <laughs> fuck, fuck
0: boys, free. Yeah. Yeah, throwing <laughs> lingerie parties and. Yeah, hey, I don't know what you're up. talking I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> the
1: last one, I don't know what's going on.
0: How has that been, though? You know, bringing, bringing your personal life into it, a lot of people don't do that a lot of people don't want that at all they want to remain as anonymous as possible I feel like
1: it's pros and cons to both sides of everything and that comes into like perspective with me is you can look at a glass half full or half empty and that's fine but I feel like a lot of pros that happened was I got a lot less DJ requests because bitches is not finna come ask me for music if somebody's in a DJ booth but, not, but all jokes aside it's, it's pros like you know doing things together Uh, you know, having that type of trust in between you opposed to not having trust. Like if you're not with me now, you know, you're subject to have a likelihood of having less trust, but you're with me. So you're not, you know, everybody. So you don't have that issue. You know, everybody that works there. So soon as something happened, everybody's going to tell you. So if you didn't get any messages or nothing, you know, it's, it it could go both ways. Um, you know, when when you want to do separate things, it's a negative thing. It's, It's a problem. Uh, you know, and, and and one thing is like, you know, we move in the same circle. So a lot of times it's, it might only be one DJ gig available for both of us. Uh, you know, it, different things go into positive and negative with that. But I feel like everything that's positive and negative with having a partner inside of the life, that thing could go exactly the opposite way, you know, for, for the
0: same reasons. But not even just having your partner there, um, but the fact that there's now people watching your life as... They kind of look at you as a celebrity figure and they're looking at you as somebody who doesn't necessarily, you know how they look at celebrities, right? They look at them not completely 100% as people with emotions and feelings, but they look at them as, oh, this is a reality show we get to watch. We get to watch this play out. If it doesn't go right, it doesn't go right. If it goes wrong, we get to either laugh at the situation or feel bad about the situation. They don't consider, like, how you're doing and what's going on with you.
1: That's another big pro and con is that think about it like this. And, and a lot of people don't realize, this, and this is one thing that I, I, I'm i glad I have the opportunity to say. So if I put in perspective, like, your are sad boy radio. If I go to your page, will I see anybody you're dating or anything reality, TV show, purpose, like, you know, it wouldn't. You have the, your brand, you have your niche, you're focused on what you're focused on. Because I have my partner inside of my business and my brand, a lot of my support is not in the niche that it needs to be. So now I have pregnant girls, housewives following me. These are the type of people that are not interested in parties. These are the type of people that are not interested in coming outside. These are the type of people that's not interested in the fact that I'm DJing. So everything that I have or everything that I I, I built, everything that brings me purpose, I have a, an entire fan base that don't give a fuck about what I'm doing because all they want to see is what's going on inside of my relationship. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, to me it seems like a lot of times, like, I'll get support, I'll get fans, I'll get people to rock with me because of that. It might seem like it catapults and make things go faster with me because we're attached to each other. But, you know, a lot of times, for as much as good as something's doing, is doing, you know, it's, it's the undoing. You know, I can invite... I can get a thousand likes on a party flyer and the likes would be from people from Nebraska or from Mississippi or, you know, people who interested in coming there like, wait, I didn't know you were interested. It's because people are so wrapped up into my relationship or they wrapped up into my, me and my children. They wrapped up into the polygamy that I, you know, that I, that I be about. Like they don't remember or not paying attention to the fact that, yo, I'm this is my platform for work. You know
0: And that's how that how, how Al could be bad as well And that's such a difficult thing To fucking balance Right Impossible Personally I would never introduce that Right I would never introduce Another aspect That's not sad boy radio Because I want them To focus on the sad boy radio aspect And But that's a whole Different conversation
1: Marketing one on one Is you don't want to Confuse your audience You want to give them A specific product And you know Focus on that mm. You want to create Sub niches After you got a main niche Fine we're just we right. We
0: don't have the <laughs> That's a, that's a whole other conversation, bro. I don't and I don't want you to feel like I'm judging you for whatever you've introduced because. Oh no, no, that's okay. That's also your brand, bro. I mean, at this point, that like people know you for that. And when I saw like the Bay Wicked stuff, I couldn't. I was always trying to put together if you guys were together, we're not together. But I was like, you know what? That's not even my business, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it'd be like that out here. Mm-hmm. Having kids. How did that put your life in the perspective?
1: So having kids gave me a, like a bigger purpose, a greater purpose to focus on doing something that was bigger than me. And it was doing something for them because, you know, they can't do for themselves right now. So their life is a reflect on their parents' work or their grandparents' work, whatever the case may be, regardless, it's, it's not on them. So it, it really changed your perspective a lot when th- if someone eats or not, if someone lives or not if someone enjoys their selves or not if someone wants to participate in something if they can or not it's on your back to make sure that that's a possibility you know like it'd it be days where you're good everything's fine you know we can afford ice cream mcdonald's Chuck E. cheese new shoes and coats and this other days it's was like you know i know you want that ice cream but we got to go get sandwiches you know from the house it's 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 such a different different perspective of life when an innocent person that never asked you to be here never you know really did anything wrong to anybody you're responsible for making sure that person is okay and beyond okay
0: and then also making sure you know they become a person that you'd like to see right because you can't. Nobody can determine what's a good person, what's a bad person. We have these ideas. We put these expectations and have these morals in our life. But is that somebody that you'd like to see at the end of the day, right? Exactly. I couldn't imagine that shit. I don't want to imagine that shit.
1: One day soon, bro. One day soon, it'll happen.
0: Having kids is ghetto, like you said, bro.
1: Man, it is. <laughs> but one thing about about it I could say is that I'll be done by the time you get started. How old is He's eight. I had an eight and a one eight and a one eight and uh, a one damn bro
0: I'm shit, i hope you'll be done by the time i get started I'm just saying shit. whenever
1: you get started no no don't have kids early any 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 <laughs> anybody do not listen you want great, good advice don't have kids until you're after 43 44 45 okay I mean, nothing gonna happen until you 65 that you're gonna miss out on because you old. you're gonna miss everything in life if you not if you have kids early you just
0: so how old were you when you had your first 23 yeah what was the experience like between having the first one and the second one then
1: the first experience i had i wasn't in a relationship with mm-hmm. the mother so the pregnancy leading up to the, all the from having a baby it wasn't that family-oriented love thing like literally i was drunk the night before at the club and my friend had to drive to the hospital we were all drunk me and my two friends and like literally just in time to be there for my kid's birth. So you were it, drunk. Drunk as hell. <laughs> drunk. It was just amazing that I was even able to be there. So it's like fast forward to my next kid. Of course, you know, I'm sober, I'm there, I'm every step of the way, holding hands, rubbing thighs and you know, you know, being responsible. And it's that's that's the difference between <laughs>
0: That was a COVID baby. That was the COVID baby, the pandemic baby. He said I had nothing else to do. Hey, no offense to the kid. He the, said I got nothing else to do.
1: You know what's crazy? Like, like the joke is funny, but that's the truth. Like we like you, you be sitting like fuck. Like if we were working the whole time, like if the pandemic never happened, we'd be like, there's no way we could have a kid. But you're just fucking sitting there. You're like, you know what? A kid wouldn't be too bad to, to deal with right now. Yeah. Stupid thinking. Stupid thinking.
0: Not ready for it at all. You guys were too bored, so you're like, fuck it, I'm going to have
1: a kid. If there's a way to pause the baby, like Austin Powers was like frozen or some shit, like if we could, not that I I love my daughter, I love my son, I want them so much, they've changed my life in so many positive ways. But if there was a click remote pause button, my nigga, I will be on pause
0: for 10, 15 years right now, I'm not going to lie. I feel you, bro. I feel you. I mean, that's what I always said. I don't want kids so I'm old. Because, I mean, I I want to be able to pursue all the things I want in life. And, you know, I applaud you for that, for being able to still pursue what you want in life. And raising kids, bro, like, that's something that not everybody can do, you know? It's hard. Really hard. Especially, I say this, is hard,
1: especially when you're not being regular. Mm-hmm. It's easy to raise a kid when you go to work, you have a 401k, you have dental insurance, you know, you, you going to work every day so you ain't even spending your money because that's all you do is go to work and come home and watch and it's easier dealing with that lifestyle than trying to, like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, bro, so things are fast sometimes, which is good. That means the money's good. Now I'm missing time with my kids or things are slow. Now my kids are missing things that they want to have but I got a bunch of time with them but now I'm stressed out when they're getting their time because things are slow. It's just, it's a roller coaster of being an entrepreneur to an apparent like nightlife. It's like, no lie. Mm-hmm. Drip dodge a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out Drip. Shout out Drip. <laughs> Thank God he got the not the father sign.
0: Hey, uh, right right now I'm gonna put the link. You are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> watch now. But you know that reminds me of the Eminem song Mockingbird, right? Because Eminem in the song, I'm sure you know it, but for the viewers, right, he he says, you know i went to california with my cd to meet to meet dr dre and he flew out his family but at that point he had so much work that he didn't even get to spend time with them and in the end he loses them. everybody knows them and i'm fucking story but it puts things into perspective that you're working so hard you're working to be there for your family and you're working to provide for them and you have this pressure on you like I gotta be successful and if I'm not the people that are you know behind me that are on my ship are gonna sink as well and that's like that I couldn't imagine feeling like that right feeling like I'm going to lose the people I love and care about because I'm so focused on trying to provide for them. It's a
1: balance you got to find. And i ain't going to lie, my dad worked his ass off to provide for me, but I never, ever saw him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and, and my mom, I feel like when she got, when I got older, you know, she was dealing with so much stress from being an adult and made her a bad parent. Mm-hmm. So, like, one thing that I've been trying my best to focus on is trying to be here today and here tomorrow you know I'm trying th- my, the, the about my career what makes it you need to work on it so hard is because it's a solution to I can put in the hours to make the money for my kids and I can also put in the hours to spend time with my kids so they won't have to feel like I feel like I ain't gonna say neglected because if you're working to pay pay for your kids to live how could you as an adult say you're neglected but you know, I feel like your kid, like when I see my son sees me because, you know, I, 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 me and Bay Wicked, I, I, we live together, my son and I was another mom, when my son sees me like he'd be happy as fuck, like he'd be, he be like, oh, she, like I'm a celebrity to him and it's because he's not used to seeing me, you know, he used to see me every day all the time. So, you know, that balance is definitely important, you know, realizing that from my parents looking at my children, looking at my work, you know, trying to do all the things that I'm trying to do in my career or my relationships, you know, that's really important, really hard, and ain't no fucking lesson. Ain't it, it might be a book or some shit out there, but they didn't put that shit on, they had me read To Kill a Mockingbird and fucking The Giver. They didn't have me read a book about how to be there for your kids if you're, you know, really trying to work hard and stuff. So
0: mm. you're figuring that out. There's no manual to this shit. It's no. weird, it should be, right? They said you got a raw dog life, bro. <laughs> that's what they said, bro. Hey. They like said this. The instructions
1: are on the back of the condom. Clearly, you didn't read it at all. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to give your kids that your parents didn't give you? I feel like one thing that my parents never did was push me to follow my dreams or push me to follow the things that I believe that I would excel at at any point. And it could have been a lot of it was because of finances. Like I need money for Ben. Sorry, we don't have it. You know, but I feel like it was too much of pushing the agenda of you need to go to school and get a job and do this regular person ass shit, even though clearly you're showing signs of irregularity. Clearly you're showing signs of being weird. Like, no, fuck whatever you're showing, you need to focus on doing shit the regular way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I used to be mad at them about it, but it's like, that's really the way to sanity if if you think about it like if you follow the rules you know what to do like if you follow the instructions then you know what's going on opposed to having to figure it out for yourself Mm -hmm. but uh one thing i want to give my kids is both those options like yeah you can this is what's gonna like again take a step back when i got a girl pregnant like nobody was like don't get a girl pregnant that you're not married to because of then she going to want to keep the baby from you. Then now the kid's going to have to have a stepfather. Now you're going to have to have two different Christmases. Like any other things that kind of matter, like if you tell somebody to don't get somebody pregnant, they say stuff like babies are expensive. So now you're a young, young nigga, like I could afford a baby. Like it's, it's not that difficult to buy diapers and food. And people, I want to be able to give my kids the understanding that you have options. And from as a parent, this is what i experienced when i used to work as a regular person this is what i experienced as working as an entrepreneur if i was to pick either one of them these are the pros and cons so they can look at it and be like okay this is what i want to try this is what i want to do you know opposed to me i feel like if i don't do what you
0: think i should do i'm alienated i don't really have any help were you able to meet those expectations and of like go to school get the job
1: no never <laughs> school wasn't for me i went to school to get financial aid checks i i went to school for two semesters and got zero credits and i got credits with in the wrong department in the female department and i was definitely not i went to college and promoted parties <laughs> hey you learned some shit learned it, something. It, it became your career beca- so, it, so hey it, you did t- the right thing it took me one semester and instead of spending the next seven years accumulating debt and learning applied sciences, which you have to take in damn near every major, but it doesn't help you with shit. Like I was working on my career this that entire time and I feel like, you know, I could take my career to a sixty thousand to a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar year, depending on how much pressure I, I put on it and it wouldn't be hard. Any of it wouldn't be hard opposed to, post a, you know, like of course when you're making more money you're working harder, you know, but and I feel like that's the in the 7 years that I could have been getting a master's degree to be or whatever the fuck I could have picked I feel like now I'm not down hundreds of thousands and I'm right at the point in my career where most people will be starting mm-hmm. or just getting into the groove or scratching on a promotion surfaces to get to you know being able to have more sick days I feel like I'm you know got got it pretty much figured out
0: well yeah you're pretty solid yeah yeah no for real. how do you feel like not meeting those expectations has impacted you
1: yeah honestly the the expectations were never really something that mattered to me you know i'd never really i wanted i always wanted approval in my field i never wanted to say hey i'm going to try to do what you want me to do so you could love me or or approve I was always like, fuck what you saying. I know that this is better. Love me for doing this. So like if not to try to rephrase your question, but I feel like I have reached the pinnacle or reached the place where my parents have don't have no room to not be proud of me for being able to one fight through whatever they was preventing me from being able to grow with. But I have reached success in all of my careers that I've done. Uh, Maintaining success and keeping that work going, you know, is, is an obstacle coming out of a pandemic with clubs closing and a bunch of different stuff like that. But regardless, like, you know, I could have a solid graphic business right now. I could have a solid promotion business right now. I could have a solid DJ business right now and none of them would struggle and uh you know to have all three of them just just makes it a lot easier and better
0: you're self-taught in all of that shit too right
1: so. me and youtube university so <laughs> shout out to anybody that's got a youtube tutorial in my history that's that's it you know i've gotten a g- couple pointers from some great djs that changed my life changed my like one point point a dj gave me and i'll get his gym to all djs when you mix music music goes You tell me. It goes chorus, verse, then what comes next? Chorus, verse, chorus. Exactly. So when DJs are mixing music, what they fail to do is keep music that way. They mix, it goes chorus, then they mix in on the verse, don't let the verse finish and let another chorus come in. Like you have to leave music the way that it was designed. It works this way for a reason. And when when I was taught that, even Baywick was taught that, it makes music to a crowd, subconsciously, sound so much better. When you're getting another beat on a chorus and then it's jumping right into the verse of a next song, opposed to, you know, it being
0: all out of whack. Hey, for you DJs, I'm going to cut the clip for you guys and you better fucking watch it. (laughs) Change your life. Change. You'd be like, what the, that shit just, bananas, change my life. If you want to get booked at the mine, (laughs) make sure you're doing this shit. I really appreciate it, bro. I really appreciate, you know, you coming on, dropping gems. I feel like you've been going crazy on this shit, bro. And, uh, you know, just being open and honest with us. Uh, I feel like that's the platform I want to create. And I hope that whatever crowd you do draw, right, because you got the moms, you got the, yeah. housewives, you got got the, the housewives, you got the ratchet people out in the club, you got everybody, bro. So if you want to know more about Dre... Go ahead, watch this shit. Other than that, man, I did have one last question for you. Um, for you, how do you feel like this... pre? Do you feel like there's more pressure on you now, now that you have these responsibilities in your life?
1: For each section of my life, there's pressure. So as a DJ who has the reputation of being somewhere, it, if people... Are, are going to are going to look at you for where you are and what you're doing as your worth. So that means if you're doing more, you're worth more. If you're doing less, that means that your your worth is declining. And I feel like, and the same thing with, with family. Like, if, if I'm out working more, then I'm spending less time with my family. If I'm at home more, then I'm spending less time working on my career. I feel like pressures you have to ignore. All of the pressure, that isn't something that you agree to. That's where I was going. So I don't agree to maintain a certain dj schedule in order to pressure and seem like i'm doing something more then i feel like like for instance i don't want to speak too much like geo San's is a dope dj and i feel like just like apollo exo they were once djs that did a bunch of club stuff now their price is different their brand is different booking them is more expensive and if they were to hold you know, the rules up of, oh, I need to be booked everywhere all the time in order to be a good DJ. They have never been able to raise their price and say, hey, I'm exclusive. And I feel like the pressure to maintain, the the pressure to have your likes look a certain way, the pressure to get a certain amount of comments, the pressure, like, you know how it is. Like, if you post something and it doesn't get the attention you want, you damn near are so insecure, you want to delete it. Mm -hmm. You have to, don't worry about that type of pressure. You make a deal with yourself, do what you're supposed to do, and nothing else is in your control for the most part. Mm. And, you know, I feel like that's the pressure that, you know, I want to ignore. And I, I hope people ignore that pressure as well.
0: I mean, just like you said, man, you got to be focused on what you're doing for you at the end of the day. You can't focus on what everybody else is thinking about what you got going on. Because, you know, for, for all people know, your product could be the best out there. There's always going to be somebody that disagrees with that shit forever. Shit. If there is, fuck them, right? Fuck them. Go look at your favorite product, favorite video game, favorite
1: DJ, favorite person. Go look at, and this help me, go look at their reviews. Go look at their Yelp reviews. You're going to see people who love them to death just like you, and you're going to see people that hate their fucking guts. Go to somebody you hate their fucking guts. You're going to go look at their comments, their reviews, somebody love their dirty draws. So that that perspective and understanding, like, yo, it's about you. People are going to gravitate to you, lovers and haters. And that that shouldn't influence how you move.
0: There you go, guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure to keep a different perspective on life. And your perspective is always going to change. Thanks for sharing your story, bro. Thank you, bro. That's going to be all, guys. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Check out Dre Wicked. Make sure you go to one of his events after this dope-ass conversation. Sad Boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.